I'm Gary Shotton, and I'm happy to have you as a part of Inspiring Better Business. Today, we're going to talk about tithing to God's work, tithing to your local church. Now, you know that our websites really are not a website that have preaching, so we don't refer to a lot of scriptures, but we do believe that everything we present is scripturally based and is biblically based, and one of the laws uh, and we're seeking out the laws that will make a business profitable. And part of those, beyond another teaching, would just be the idea of the purpose of us being in business is partially to be givers, givers to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, the question was asked, and here's the, re the response to everyone that's listening. What do you calculate the tithe to the local church? Is it based on your business revenue, your business profit, your business sales, or something else. And I have a very strong opinion, and others can have their opinion, but mine's uh, been developed over a 10, 15, 20-year period, and I will tell you I have been a tither personally for more than 26 years based on this opinion. And it's not that my tithing makes it right or wrong, but God has blessed me because I'm a giver. And the first question is, why, how do we base the tithe? Now, I have to do a little background in order to build up this to be sure we're on the same page. Now, the average uh, person that's starting a business has many times a problem separating their personal life with their business life. So we've got to do that first. What do I mean? You know, if you went to work to the big company and you worked for a certain wage or hours or hourly rate or salary, you would get a paycheck. And it's based on the time or energy or accomplishment that you did inside working for that company. I'm an advocate, have done this for years. I have always considered myself as, a, as simply an employee of the company that I'm working for that I own. In other words, I'm the owner of the company, but I'm also an employee of the company. Now, let's use some examples. If I was uh, running a restaurant and I was uh, also the chef, and that's primarily what I was doing, I might make a survey of what chefs or cooks are making at restaurants, and if that's the function I'm doing, then that's what I would get paid. And I would write a paycheck in some fashion, whichever way you would with it, someone else, I would write that check to me as a person to, out of the company and I would then deposit this or handle this with my wife to handle our expenses of our personal household, our personal household budget. Many of you are doing many, many, many things. So you're not just the chef. You're not just the, the salesperson. You're not just the operations per person. You're everything. So that's going to be a little harder to uh, determine, but it's still doable. Think of it this way. If you were gone for one full month, what would you have to pay somebody to do what you're doing in that business. Now, you got to be fair with yourself because in doing that, you have to have enough money to handle your household budget. And if your business isn't making enough money to handle your household budget, then you know, you really can't just take more money out of the business. Maybe you've got to go get a side job. Uh, maybe throw some newspapers or, or mow somebody's lawn or do something to make up for the difference in your household. You must keep your household budget, your household uh, finances separate from your business finances. Now, when you do that, 
I think it becomes very clear that for 46 years, I have tithed off of my personal household budget, my personal household cost of living. If you don't maintain a budget, you know that this is what it's going to take for me to live. This is what it costs for housing. This is what it costs for food. This is what it costs for utilities. This is what it costs for my family uh, expenses. Some kind of a regular number that you're going to have based on that. And then I personally just set that. I have had the same exact number. I'm not going to say what it is, but I have the same number for several years is what my tithe is. My church makes it easy. They automatically, I automatically draft without even me writing a check. It makes it real simple, but you do what you need. But I believe that is what the tithe should be based upon. Now, this may not be consistent with other people's teaching. And it may not be consistent with your pastor's teaching. So I'm not trying to come against the pastor or discredit them, but I say that they've never actually owned a business in most cases. And in those cases, in most cases, they're going to look at you already as one of the major contributors to the church. So you've got to kind of put this all in balance. You see, your household needs to have a budget or, or our financial capacity to pay the bills on a monthly or weekly basis. The church, the pastor, is basically the overseer of the, the local uh, household of, of the church. Like it's, it's the, the, the church household. The church has expenses. The church has salaries. This church has uh, utilities. And so they're forced and they must come up to the task and also establish that. And so you're one of the contributors. It's not healthy or fair for just one or two people to be the major contributors to the church. That's where the pastor must listen to and adapt their own skills in communicating about the fair way for people to pay their tithes. That's their responsibility. I could rep recommend that uh, some good pastors, and mine included, uh, have different teachings on this, contact us, and you could learn how you can communicate that. Don't just from the pulpit talk about give me, give me, give me. Talk about how you can help your business and your individuals, your household leaders, to be more profitable, to get more jobs. Our pastor talked a major series on, called it, he called it the sixth day. In other words, five days you work for somebody else. The sixth day, maybe you could start something else for the extra to get on board, get on top of it. So there's a lot of things. That's his job. That's the pastor's jobs to do that. Now, you see, when I give my money to the local church, I really don't earmark it, meaning I don't say, well, this goes for this guy's salary. I think it needs personally to go into the general fund. But I also believe that the Bible talks about tithes and offerings. Well, the offerings, I believe, are my discretionary. Those are things I can decide what I want to do with or what I should do. And I could hear how God would lead me in that. My pastor should teach me, should be teaching how to follow the voice of God. And why wouldn't I learn how to follow the voice of God on how to support someone outside the church? I give my tithes, it's done, it's taken care of, but I've always, all of these 46 years, I've always, always given outside of that designated funds to missionaries. Now, you could be in a developing nation with very little money. Let me tell you, though I've been on the phone with several people that they're barely making it 
but I'm still telling them part of God's formula, God's plan, is to learn to tithe. That's number one. Even learn to give on the very smallest amount. I mean pennies or quarters or nickels or dollars. I mean, we're not looking at dollar amount. We're looking at percentage. But at the same time, as a business owner, as you're growing, I suggest that you start thinking about giving to missions. It doesn't have to be foreign missions. I read an article just today of someone that was in Kenya, had gone several years, and were being used as basic missionaries in Tanzania. Great. That's within your continent, your culture. And, you know, you could have missions that are in your own community. Someone is especially gifted to use the, uh, uh, their gifts in athletics, and they have a outreach, and they have needs for uniforms and shirts and balls and bats or whatever the, it is. You could give a portion of your funds as an offering to someone. I think the key word here in everything is balance. God's a God of balance. You put your household in order, you put your household together where you're balanced and you have a, a and I know that not everything's always income steady, but you have a little reserve and you're able to come through a little bump. Church, you have your, the, the household of God, you, you have your church in balance and you work on down the way and step by step, God will bless you. I'm sure of it. I know that God is seeking over all of the world to find those that will believe him, believe and trust him in the area of finances. And you know, until that happens, I don't know that he can get involved with your finances very much.